Cause you're hot and you're cold. You don't know you're in. You're up and you're down. Hey, it's Matt and Benutz's lunchbox. I feel like we're getting worse and worse with the singing. I know. Well, we'll have to. Maybe we do a different song. Or maybe we get like a little, I don't know, a whistle. You want to try whistling it? No, it's bad luck. Oh, bad luck to whistle indoors. Yeah. Where you're from. An undisclosed location. So, uh, real quick, immunity challenge today. Um, Abby, Larissa, Steph, and Tati went in uh, 45 minutes, but with only three pieces of uh, serious cooking equipment, the kettle. What's I wouldn't call it serious cooking equipment. Just everyday uh, oh, yeah, okay. kitchen appliance. Kitchen appliances to cook with. Um, and yeah, uh, interesting is that. Uh, you know, they didn't. They, in the past, they've used that sandwich press. They've used the brand name of it because that's what they call it in Australia, a Breville. Like the brand Breville, we've got a food processor from them. That's uh, they literally call it. That's a Breville machine. It became very popular in Australia. It it didn't quite catch on in the United States as a sandwich press, but we kind of know those as Foreman grills because of the boxer who endorsed them and sold them, George Foreman. So, uh, Maddie Sinclair, was he a good mentor or a bad mentor? On the, you know, on the high end of the scale, we have um, uh, the gentleman who, who had to step away, Shannon Bennett, for personal reasons. On the low end of helpful, we had um, Billy. Yeah, she so was enough. So where's Maddie on that scale of helpfulness? Um, he's, he's near Shannon. I mean, he was... Um, he was very helpful in the second part of the immunity challenge where the actual had to cook against the chef. He was reaching to help play, but then remember, oh, wait, I cannot do that. He was very hands-on, asked her what she was doing, what the next step was, what's left to do, gave advice. He was very hands-on. Yeah, very helpful. He carried the shopping cart for her out of the pantry. Um, so to summarize the episode, I. Tati actually won. She had the best dish of the four of them using the conventional or conventional household uh, kitchen appliances. Um, but then, uh, you know, got clubbed by Donovan, uh, Donovan Cook, um, who, you know, I know that he lost last time, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like he lost, lost. He lost because he lost track of time and couldn't put an ingredient on the plate. It's not like he flubbed a dish, like what we saw happen, you know, earlier this season. So, uh, it did not seem remotely fair because... Uh, what it, didn't seem fair? Well, Donovan is Marco Pierre White's head chef when Marco Pierre White got his three Michelin stars in London. In fact, he actually, he, he reminds me so much of MPW in the way that his, both his accent and the way he moves around the kitchen. He moved just like MPW, who's one of the world's best chefs. And then after, you know, working there for, at, at Harvey's for a while, um, he went on and just took over the world, moving you know to China and different places. Now he's got places in Australia. I mean, it, this is probably the least fair uh, cook-off because if it was usually somebody you know an apprentice level or something like that, or a hot new chef, young chef of the year, but to put Donovan look against anybody, uh, you know, Tati's. But look, the, the score seemed close. I don't know why uh, then it seemed so close. It was nine. It wasn't 10. That's true, but... Well, why wasn't it 10? I think that if we trust the editing, where they have to write the score down to start, 
and they write the first dish, they can't give the first dish tens, otherwise the other person can't win. So the first dish by default can't be straight tens, uh, otherwise the person can't well, win. Well, um, but is that their thinking? I think it is. First of all, it seems knew, unfair. Well, they knew from the get-go which one was which. <laughs> yes. Look, they, they knew which one they liked best. So the scores are almost secondary. I think a seven is a polite, you did a good job. Eight is a really yeah. like it. Six means, sorry, and they're not, they're rarely ever going to give you a score lower than a six. Well, there have been a few fives here and there. There have, but... Derek got a five. There, yeah, that's true. Um, but they, I think they're hesitant. Like, their scale is usually six means that was not oh, that great. But... Oh, but it, she got seven, and it seems, I mean, it seems unfair to to give the rating the score based on what's coming next. Well, but they tasted his dish first. And yeah. Nines. Well, if they had given him tens, she could not win because you must have Well, a then she score. cannot win. I mean, well, that I, does I, okay, not... She, right. um, they degrade his performance score wise because they're worried about the next contestant it's a competition well true but all this i think that the scores are relative not across every all of them going back in history but just on that given day. well however they do mention this is the highest score yeah that's true that is true i mean um, so they do compare them that's true but i don't i'm not sure that the scale they rate them on is always the same and sometimes there are different judges who score uh, or sometimes uh, there's four judges who score the dishes. Uh, but the bottom line is that the difference between a, a nine and a seven may as well be the difference between a ten and a one. You think so? Because it seems, well... Well, I mean, you could see it on the plate. And you uh, know, I guess, yeah, they love his dish and they did not mind hers. Yeah, and I, honestly, her dish... I, I think they almost were being polite with the sevens because... It looked like she just tossed some leaves on the plate. It just didn't look right. And it didn't look like it... I don't know. Well, it definitely didn't look fine dining. It didn't. And, I mean, his dish... You could pro He could probably serve that in his two or three Michelin star restaurant if after refining it slightly. But her dish was very... Uh, almost on the pedestrian side. So... Um, you know, if it would have been a more mediocre chef she was cooking against or somebody who's like a trainee, she might have had a fighting chance, but it just seemed wildly unfair. I think her ingredient was kind of uh, interesting. It was very clever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's very Because he's a French chef. Mm -hmm. And he certainly knows how to use bird's eye chili. Um, I, I've had bird's eye chili, and you, we didn't really see this, but when she came in uh, from the garden, she had gloves because you actually have to handle those with gloves. I made the mistake of cooking with them once and then rubbing my eye and then shaking oh. somebody's hand. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody else started to get a burn. So it's a, an incredibly spicy chili. I think strategically, she probably, if she knows how to use that spice well, it's not a bad choice because you saw he did struggle. Well, I mean, she was clearly sauce. confident in what she was doing. And she, she did ultimately a good job. She just did not, I mean, it was an unrealistic expectation for somebody to be Donovan cook. Yeah, and, and, but again, now you see how precious the, those immunity mm -hmm. pins are. It reminds and me. And I bet Tim is biting his nails, Tim and uh, the other Tessa. Tessa, yeah, who had those easily earned, relatively easy. Very earned. easy. They were handed to them, essentially. Uh -huh. Well, Tessa won against Derek and the young Sheck of, of the year, but... 
Sims was... It was like somebody was getting one no matter what. Yeah. And now they seem to have reverted back to uh, the first one or two seasons where week after week they do an immunity challenge and they just get clubbed by some real professional chef. And it, ne just, it was never even close. It, I, I can't... like. Even the first time somebody legitimately won one, I can almost remember it, and it was because it was an Italian chef who threw, I think, because he was flirting with the young lady. It was when they were cooking in Italy. Yeah. He was flirting with her, so he just he just almost didn't care, and he screwed up his pasta or something. But they used to be very hard to come by, and um, this is kind of a return to form. So well, maybe uh, they're just trying to be true to the Legends Week, and it's yeah, one-off. And Donovan is a legitimate, absolute legend. So, and we make it a legend tomorrow because it looks like we have a uh, street food cook team cook. So it's a team challenge. Yes, mm -hmm. no yeah. spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. All right. Um, please uh, like and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, give us good reviews. Share us with your um, intimate friends and family. <laughs> intimate. And yeah, yeah, and and just in your workplace in the office, please like turn on full volume on your speaker so all the cubicles and all the everyone can share and enjoy. In this uh, this piece of art we're creating, <laughs> she, Benu does not have a very straight face. Okay, oh, we she's are. <laughs> she just struck me. Let the record show, and we were wrapping it up. She's giving me the wrap it up sign. So um, yeah, comments to uh, AfterChef Australia at Gmail and uh, AfterChef uh, at AfterChef AU to uh, to follow us on Twitter. Thanks. Bye.